welcome back to the positionless podcast i'm your official and probably permanent <laughs> new host aaron matthew aaron and i'm joined by the most brightest versatile young minds <laughs> in basketball media Diego San Agustin and Micros. How are you Lads, doing guys? I've waited so long to hear that yeah. intro again. It's it's been a while. How long has it been since we last recorded pod? <laughs> I don't know, more than a month. Yeah, more well, than for a me month. especially it's been so long cuz I missed the last two cuz I was on break. Yeah. And it was just you guys and Kai, right? Yeah. Yeah, so for me yeah, it's, it's been extra long. Been more than yeah. a month. Man. But I've missed it. I missed it. I miss being here. Yeah, well, what happened to the NBA anyway? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things. There's too many things that happen. Too I feel like there's things. a lot of topics I wish we got to cover, but we didn't get to. Yeah. Like but Aaron, that's Aaron and I were talking about this in, like in the car, but like we missed out on so many freaking great topics Yeah. In, in in the NBA. But now obviously we can't do all of them. But yeah. hey, we're here now. You got to catch up. Yeah. Well, it's time to catch up now. Yeah, that's why, that's why we're here. And it's also a special episode because... After months, we're back in person, in an actual setup to oh, do yeah, the podcast. No. Yeah, no more, no more of that Zoom shit. Yeah, no more of that Zoom shit. <laughs> so what, what, what do you buy a mic for? <laughs> <laughs> so we all got mics, except <laughs> except Kai, did he? Yeah. I think he has one already. Well, yeah, we all got mics. We all bought mics specifically because we thought we were going to do Zoom. But <laughs> Zoom, like, let's, like, we can make it let's work. be honest. Zoom isn't the best. Yeah. 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 Listen, I, know. I'd rather see my 50 bucks go to waste as long as I can do this in-person podcast every week with my two co-hosts. Just two. Of course. Happy to be here. <laughs> this guy's taking shots already. Yo, Kai, you're hearing this? Backwatch for Kai. our fallen soldier. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> let's let's get into some actual basketball. Now. All right. Yeah. The All Star Game is coming up, and in five days they're going to announce the teams and the captains. So let's start with the voting where it stands as of now. So the fan voting is weird as usual. We've got LeBron and Giannis leading. The votes for their uh, respective conferences, which isn't surprising. Yeah, but. Well, let's let's get into the surprising words. Okay, uh, wait. First and foremost, yes. You know, Warriors fans need to check themselves because <laughs> because there's three players on the front court. The whole starting five is here. <laughs> the whole oh. starting five Sorry. is part yeah. of oh, the okay. voting. Yeah. There's two player, three players on the front court, as I mentioned, and two players on the guards. And out of those five players, four of them shouldn't be there. Yeah. Like, I can understand. You guess, can you guess which of the four are I'm talking about? Yeah. Everybody not named Steph Curry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so why are they there? Can you explain? Bro, it's, it's fan voting. What, what can we do? It, it's the K-pop fans, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, I haven't voted once. I'm, Thing. Yeah, listen, I gave up on fan voting a couple of years ago when Taco Fall Taco was Fall. top five or something. <laughs> I think that's when I realized it's it's time to yeah, stop. bro, Austin Reeves is on this list. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and that's he's on this list. He's the least deserving guy on this list. Hey, 
Kevon Looney is deserves to be on this list more than Austin Reeves does. Okay, well, neither of them deserves to be on this list. <laughs> yeah, but... And the okay, okay, there is there's a player who's less deserving. Derek Rose. Derek Rose is ninth. Oh, we're talking about East now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Derek Rose obviously doesn't need to be there. Who else, who else should it I mean, be? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad about Derek Rose being on this list. It's a, he, he still has a huge following. So where does Austin Reeves, bro? I don't know about but Derek Rose deserves it, man. <laughs> see, I get. See, I can't. We just we just compared Derek Rose like for all, for all his following compared to Austin Reeves' following. That's kind of crazy to me. <laughs> Listen, the like, hillbilly Kobe put some respect on him. Okay. What? <laughs> what did you call him? Hillbilly Kobe. That's one you of his nicknames. It? No, you've not heard it. No. Wow. Well, see, that's go. how that's how you know he's a serious player when he has Kobe in his nickname. Okay. Anyway, Lakers that's kind of disrespectful. Lakers fans are so different. I'm gonna stay out of that one. Uh, so these fan voting is what is going to decide. Well, along with the other media and uh, coach votes, is what's going to decide the starting five. Is it it's players, right? Yeah, sorry. Players. Yeah. So uh, the starting five for the All Star game. So let's start with the West. I I want to know what your predictions are for the starting lineup for the West. Mike, My, you go first. Yeah. Starting five for the West. Yes. Go front court first, and then we'll move back. Front court, I think. Ooh, ooh, this is tough. Okay, I'm going LeBron. Yes. Okay. Kitch. Yes. I'm iffy with Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Like everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. See, the next one's also tricky because. You have Zion, who also has been injured for like the past yeah. few weeks. So His, here, here's who I believe should be the starter. But okay, I believe the starter should be Demonte Sabonis. Okay, there you go. But I think it's still gonna go to Anthony Davis okay. because of the fan voting. Okay, I think he can get the edge in that one. Okay, guards Steph and Luca. Who else could it be? Uh, I, I don't like know. who else could there's, it be? There's one pretty big name that should be there over Warnell. Who? who? SGA. How many titles he has? What does that? What does that okay. have to bro, do with this, bro? I'm, this guy's bringing up titles, no, bro. In an all-star voting, bro. Steph still has that conversation, that reputation around the league. No, but the, the only the look, of course, like had Steph not been injured for a long time this season, I'd obviously give it to. Steph. Steph and Luca are the clear front runners, but that's not the case. Steph missed how much time? Like a month. a month. A whole month. Shea hasn't missed a month at all. But okay. She's barely missed any games this year. And he's Steph, been performing at an MVP level. Steph has still played 31 games. Yeah, it's still it's still a it's lot. not it, like it's not like he missed yeah. like yeah, two but months. But I'm still gonna put Shea over him for the season so far. Not that's not to say Shea's a better player than Steph by any means. No man. I just think for the All Star starting, Steph Steph has that season. Steph has that legacy legacy vote. Well, he yeah, should, he should always be. A star. I know Steph is gonna start regardless. <laughs> yeah. Like let's be real, Steph and Luca are gonna start the All Star game. I just think Shea is more deserving for this season. Okay, so you you wanna complete that lineup, Diego? Oh yeah, so I have Shea and Luca, of course, for the guards and for the front court. It's the same thing. I think it should be LeBron, Jokic, and Sabonis. But 
I think Davis is gonna be back in time. He's gonna get the fan votes. Obviously, I mean he's third in the front court right yeah, now. He's already locked it in. Yeah, he's already locked in. So it's gonna be AD. If not, it's gonna be Zion. But yeah, there's, I think Sabonis deserves that third spot though. To be honest. Yeah. Okay. I feel I hate to echo here, but those three are my picks too. AD and Jokic are confirmed, and I do think. AD might get that third place but because he's injured he's not going to play and Sabonis will get that spot because even if Zion is the second guy after AD he's injured too no is Anthony Davis not going to be back in time I think Davis is coming back he soon he's coming back this month I don't or think like at the end of I, I don't think he's going to play in that all-star game I don't I don't see any reason for him to play in that game the guy who can barely stay fit <laughs> takes a risk. No, if, he, if, he, if he's already back, he's going to play. Yeah, I think he's going to play. Players want to play there. See, yeah. they, they, did, say, that. they yeah. did say that he's going to ramp up his return, like his rehabilitation progress. Uh, but if the Lakers can win a few more games, I think he's going to take his time. Because well, he, they, he they could won. very well sit out, but I can yeah. also see him very well you know, playing in the game. If yeah, he's, he's healthy still, by he, then. He could... Because it's an exhibition game, it's not something the players really take serious. Like, there's been a few All-Star games in recent memory where they actually played hard. But that was only really at the end yeah. of the game. Yeah, it was getting could... close. But for the rest of the game, obviously, it was still kind of just like a three-point contest or a dunk contest. That's, that's, when that's they changed... how it's always going to be. Yeah, that's when they changed the rules. And he the... could still start. Just start the game. But you know what? Yeah. You could start the game and not play for the rest of it. Yeah. We've seen that happen before. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> but even if he comes back, what's the guarantee he stays fit until the All-Star game? That's, that's a problem. <laughs> that's actually a real issue. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah, so that's, that's why like, I am so pessimistic as a Lakers fan right now that I feel even if he's back, Somehow he's just gonna get injured again. So I feel Sabonis might get that spot. Well, yeah, but like hopefully and, not. And for my uh, backcourt, though, I I will pick uh, Shea as well with Luca because I feel I know Steph has the legacy vote, but I think I'm hoping that the whole of Canada votes for SGA, even though that's like barely some people. <laughs> <laughs> That's like not gonna all, be enough to beat Steph for all of yeah. Hamilton. On all, all of Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, all of Hamilton. You gotta be voting for Shea. Yeah, you they, gotta be voting they, for they, Shea. They already didn't. Yeah, honestly though, it's, it's already over. If players, you see are the not, numbers, players are not gonna vote Shea over Steph. Yeah. Look, Steph and Luca are by far the most popular cards in the West. Nobody is gonna touch them. Yeah. No matter. Like, Shea could be having an MVP year. The Thunder could be, what, like, almost undefeated. They could be first <laughs> seed. And he still wouldn't get it above Steph. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah, he won't. Yeah, he just won't. Then why Why are we even debating? <laughs> I'm saying Steph, I mean, I'm saying Shea is more deserving to be an all-star starter yeah, this year than Stephen Curry. Yeah, it's That's not. That's all I'm saying. It's not a diss to Steph Curry. Yeah. I'm not asking for predictions as such. I'm asking who you would like to see there. Or who you think should be there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking Steph Curry should be there <laughs> in terms of entertainment it's value as an just, all-star game. It's just missing a month. That's a that's a big part. Yeah, but in terms of in an all-star setting, you got to have yes, the, reigning, the reigning all-star game MVP in there. 
that's a, a starter. That's a fair okay. point. Okay. The reigning yeah. finals MVP too. <laughs> the reigning so NBA sick. champion. Yeah. But we're talking about a future NBA champion. No, we're not. Okay, let's move on <laughs> to the East. <laughs> so, yeah, Mike, Mike, get us started off again. Okay, East. Giannis, obviously. I put Jason Tatum in there. Mm-hmm. Obviously. I think Durant gets the nod too. Yeah, okay. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm just sticking to like my, you know, Durant has that legacy vote too. Over. He's also playing like an MVP. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And guards, I, I think, I just pretty much agree with the fan vote. Pretty yeah, much. I agree. Irving and Mitchell too. as well should, should be starting. Okay, well, yeah, mine's exactly the same as Mike's. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Like, I don't think anyone should be above, you know, Kyrie and Donovan Mitchell for the guards. I think Jalen Brown may be over Kyrie. But I think the Nets have had such a great season, and Kyrie actually hasn't ma- missed much time at all. So, and he's been playing great too, and efficiently. So, Kyrie definitely deserves a nod. Yeah. And the front court is just it speaks for itself. I, okay, I so mean, Embiid, you could make an argument for. I have a I have but, a question for you guys. Then. Yes. So, if you're penalizing Steph for missing time, why aren't you guys seeing the same way for KD? Because KD Joel just missed time. KD has been game. out for like a week. But okay, you didn't let me pick mine anyway. Okay, go ahead. So okay, that was that was for you. Yeah, KD has been out for a week. Yeah, look at how many games KD has played though. Yeah, thirty nine. Yeah, yeah, Steph has played, played thirty one. I don't I don't know what your point Steph is. Steph has played thirty one. But he's gonna miss time by the time the All Star game comes. No, but the voting is now. The voting they is vote right now. now. They don't vote for <laughs> a month in advance, right? But okay, the thing is, even if even if KD does get picked, and he's that's, not going to play by the All Star yeah, game, though. Let's be real. It's he's already. They've already said that he's going to miss it. So Embiid is going to start, yeah. regardless. So it's going to be like what you said: Giannis, Jason Tatum, and by default, Joel Embiid. Yep. And okay, I. I I'm a Kyrie hater, unfortunately, for or fortunately, whatever. And I was gonna pick Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brown as my two starters. Yeah. But I think it's kind of crazy. Though. But I but mean, after the 48 point game the other day, I I it'd be that's just too much. It'd be too hypocritical or too critical. Yeah, no, no one's gonna put Jalen Brown. That's gener- Kyrie That's yeah. generational hating at that yeah. point. Like. <laughs> but yeah, at that point, it's just. Like picking bad over worse, so I think I have to I have to agree with y'all and say it is. It has to be Kyrie. The Nets have been too good this year, especially when healthy. The Nets were actually looking like contenders. Who would have thought? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I picked them for the finals. No, but okay, that's the (laughs) thing, right? When after KD got injured, the Nets looked terrible. Well, yeah. With uh, when when Kyrie was their best player and. Then he had that forty-eight point game to redeem himself. So until that happened, I thought there was a chance. The game before he had, he had a good game too. They lost though. Yeah, they lost, but Kyrie himself had a good game. But yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I guess that's how it's going to be. At least I'm happy that Donovan Mitchell. Oh, Donovan Mitchell is going to start in the All Star game. Is it, it's going to be his first time as a starter, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was in the West before. Yeah. Yeah, I could never crack that West. 
<laughs> so no, wait, who Steph who started when Steph had, Steph was injured? Was that the year Chris Paul started? When, what year was that? Yeah, it was Luca and Chris Paul, right? Or was it Dame? Oh no, was it I wasn't think Dame. I think Dame was injured that year too. Yeah, it wasn't Dame. It was Harden and Luca. Oh, oh, that was—he was still Hardest. on the rock. Oh Snooze yeah, Snooze yeah. wow. <laughs> okay, uh, another question. So, I mean, aside from Shay, who are the guys that you are excited to see as first-time All Stars this year? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Aaron Fox. Oh, Darren Fox deserved to. Honestly, Kings deserved two All Stars. Yeah, and like the Bean has been one of the best stories in the NBA. They've been one of the best stories. I mean, the Kings in general have been mm-hmm. one of the best stories in the NBA, and they're yeah. poised to make their first playoff appearance in what seventeen years, eighteen years. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Darren Fox, unfortunately. Still stings. <laughs> for for those. Of Not you guys talking about fantasy. Oh my goodness. Well, now that it has been brought up, for those. And the other whom, one too. The other one too. Oh. Bring up the. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So double, the, double, double. The double trouble. The yeah. <laughs> double heartbreak. Yeah. So, a few months ago in fantasy, <laughs> me and Mike had this blockbuster trade where I absolutely finessed him. I gave him. <laughs> Tyrese Maxi and Devin Vassell. At that time, Maxi was primed to be among these all stars. Not anymore. I gave that. I gave him these two players for De'Aaron Fox and Jalen Brunson. Two first time all stars. Two first time all stars. Wild. Actually, wild. So I know yours is obviously Jalen Brunson. Mine has to go to Laurie Markkinen though. Ooh. Because Laurie Markkinen. Definitely proved me wrong. We said it in the earlier episode of the pod, right? When he was dominating Euro Eurobasket. Basically, me and Mike thought, me and Mike agreed that he wasn't gonna transfer that to the NBA. Yeah. You and Kai. We did were, agree. yeah. We were adamant. You guys are sold. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are sold. It. You're like, yeah, he's turned up in Eurobasket. He's gonna have a great NBA season. I wasn't believing it until I see it, and now we've seen him blossom into an All Star player. Not just that, but he made the Jazz look really good at the start of the year. Like, obviously, they're not as great right now. They're kind of falling off. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, Laurie's still playing at that all-star level. He hasn't stopped playing at that all-star level. And it's just, it's great to see a guy who hasn't really had the opportunity to showcase, like, how great he, how great his development has been through the years until now. And he's finally blossoming into, like, the talent that we expected him to be in Chicago. Yeah, so I'm not going to say I I knew everything about like I predicted this completely because I did think he'd have great numbers, but I didn't think he'd be this efficient. Like he's doing all of yeah. this so efficiently, he's shooting above fifty percent from the field, and that is absolutely surprising because you think oh bec- that he now that he's playing for a team like the Jazz where he's the number one option, he'd just be chucking, but that's not the case. Mm. He's playing great. Offense along with some great defense, which is what happened during that Orlando Magic game. Yeah, yeah the game-winning block. <laughs> who who would have thought? Not me. Laurie Markkinen would be having game-winning blocks here. And like, just who would have thought he'd actually turn out to be an All-Star? 
Yeah. Because, you know, in the Cavaliers, he had a great time. He had a good. He was. He had good years with Cavaliers. Yeah, a, a good year with the Cavs. But but yeah. like we never expected him to actually turn into an All Star just the following year after. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty much like a third, fourth option. Including. Yeah, he was a and he was very solid. There. He was very solid. Yeah, but obviously he didn't have the opportunity to to do what he could do now in Utah. And like a lot of us also thought, probably Sexton would be having the year that Markinen is having actually. Yeah. That's far from the case. Far from. <laughs> so far from. But, okay, like, you said Brunson is who I'm excited to see. That is true. But also, I'm hoping to see Tyrese Halliburton in the All-Star game. Amen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> see, the, the guy is averaging almost 20 and 10 for a team that we thought would be rock bottom. But that's not the case. He's actually yeah. led them to wins. I think they're still in a playoff spot if not a play-in spot yeah and they're ninth right they're now. now yeah they fell so who that roster is terrible they have no <laughs> business being in a play-in spot either but he's willing them there and i think that deserves enough recognition like he he was leading the league in assists too so if that is not enough to be a first time all-star i don't know what more the guy can do. Yeah, he's made yeah. Jalen Smith a serviceable NBA <laughs> starting big man. Jalen Smith didn't Jaylen think he was Smith. catching straights, but here Sticks. he is. Sticks. His, his nickname. Sticks. <laughs> Not tolerating Jalen Smith's lines right now. <laughs> Bro, this guy's a starter in the NBA because of Tyrese Halbert. Yeah. It's crazy how much of a difference Tyrese makes, but I mean, it's kind of expected. Like, Tyrese has missed a little bit of time, right? Yeah. In the past few days or past week and the Pacers obviously look completely lost without him <laughs> to be to be blunt so yeah he is the player that kind of he's basically the reason why the the Pacers are actually at a playing spot right now although for like the long term I don't know what this means for them like what are you doing in this spot you're a young team you need to be yeah. further down get a young star in the draft and build but I guess that's not the plan for yeah them. I think they're just having fun up there though they're really yeah. just having fun I mean you got Benedict Matherin off the bench scoring yeah. 20 a game like yeah. you can't really, what are you gonna do How tell I... him yo stop scoring <laughs> but you, got, of... you got Miles Turner who's like who wants yeah, to yeah, get yeah, out yeah. of there and wants to increase He's his trade value year. Yeah, he wants teams to want him <laughs> he, he's on his knees for the Lakers to come yeah out. or he any team he he no, he's been wanting it out of there. Yeah, he rejected that contract yeah. extension too. So you best believe he's going to play his heart out and he's going to try to, you know, make himself look as good as possible for another team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that rust for Buddy Hield and Miles Turner, Miles Turner trade is <laughs> happening soon. Not, not, not unfortunately not. Not Russ. <laughs> not for us. <laughs> I don't think the Lakers are trading Russ. No, we are trading him. No, that's no chance. Yeah, he he's going to be the first All Star to come off the bench. Who? Russ. <laughs> Sixth man of the year. Sixth man of the year. Is Sixth. he going to be the first ever MVP to win Sixth man of the year? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Him. Are you are you fact checking me? Him, Brooke. Okay, good. Yeah, 
I mean, you can't even deny how good he's been. Listen, 29 in his last year. game against the Grizzlies. Yeah, he was the best player against the Grizzlies. He were on a 10-game run. Yeah. A 10-game winning streak. And that, they beat the Grizzlies by five. Yeah. R- Russell Westbrook didn't come to play. It was Russell Bestbrook. <laughs> it, was, it was a joy. They were having run. fun out there. See that that's that's what Lakers basketball is all about. Lakers having fun is, this season. Win, 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 lose or draw. Win, lose or draw. Yeah, it, it. just go out there and have fun. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's the exact quote that Russ had in the locker room, which yeah. had LeBron shook, <laughs> shook. Have fun out there. Okay, when 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 we keep deflecting, when we keep moving to the Lakers. from a different topic yeah, that's when you say. know that's when you know we need to take a break so let's take a break right now and when we come <laughs> back let's talk about some actual good teams that aren't called the lakers be right back We talked enough about the All Star Game, and we but not enough about the Lakers. We talked enough about the All Star Game, but not enough about the Lakers. We got plenty more to talk about the Lakers. If I'm honest with you guys, but yeah, okay. Before we get to the garbage teams, let's talk about the good teams first. The Nets, who were on a four-game losing streak until Kyrie had that insane 48-point game in the win against the Jazz, so. Do you think this team can survive until KD comes back, or they they are just going to look like a fraud team until he's injured? I mean, <laughs> to be honest with you, they're I I don't think they're going to be they're going to stay a good team without Kevin Durant because that's just what happens when you lose someone who's playing at an MVP level, an MVP caliber player who was playing at an MVP level. Like that's just what happens. Like your team's not gonna be as good, and I think KD is expected to miss about a month, right? So it's they have a couple weeks left, I believe, right? I think they can still hold on. They can win a few games, but I obviously I don't think they're gonna be great or have a great record in that span, though. Yeah. But they'll survive. Like the Nets were almost they were right behind the first seed when KD was still playing. Yeah. Yeah. They were that close, so they're not gonna fall far off. Like just because he's missing. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the Nets are going to suffer the same kind of free fall that they had uh, last season when KD went down as well. Yeah, not I, I just, I just think, I just don't think that. Like, you look at the standings. Like they're in the fourth seed right now, and they're four games ahead of the sixth seed, which is the Miami Heat, and the Heat yeah. are. Kind of struggling at at this moment of the yeah. season. Yeah, you're being uh, way too kind there. <laughs> kind of struggling. <laughs> I mean, they're twenty five and twenty two. They're, they're okay. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're not, not that playing, bad. They're not playing up to you know the level we've seen them play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. last season. Then they got the Knicks. I mean, as much as they've improved, they're still the Knicks. <laughs> the Hawks are also wow. You know, an iffy team. So I don't think that these three teams are going to like. Supplant them, or they're gonna suffer a free fall. That they're gonna fall below these three teams. So, yeah, actually, looking at this list, 
even without Kevin Durant, I think the Nets are still about as good as the Heat and the low and lower. Yeah, they're, they're like they're not better than the Cavaliers, but I mean Donnie has missed some time too. But they're not better than the Cavaliers. There's they could still compete with the Heat without Kevin Durant. They could still compete with the Knicks without Kevin Durant. They can still compete against the Hawks without Kevin Durant, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. See, that's that's what he would assume, but. In this, in that four-game losing streak, they lost to the Spurs. The Spurs. They didn't have Kyrie that game. But who does the Spurs have? Who do the Spurs have anyway? But then, if you if yeah, you don't Kevin, have two of your best players, and those players are Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, I don't think you'd really have a good chance of winning against any other NBA team, regardless. But okay. but, but the Spurs were also missing their second best player, Devin mm. Vassell. I mean, even then, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like. Who's their Trust best player? The, what? That's... Who's their best player? Kelly Johnson. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You said that. So, who, who, who do you think is their best player? Devin Vassell. Sad. They're missing their best player. Well. <laughs> Y'all got a twisted. Okay, so that makes it worse for the Nets then, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have... Yeah. To... Okay, okay. If that wasn't bad enough, the following game they lost to... A Phoenix Suns team that does not have Devin Booker. Damian Lee was starting in that game. They lost by 5 to them. They needed a 48-point game by Kyrie to beat the Jazz. And in their next game, they play the Warriors, who are not short-handed anymore. Then they play the Sixers after that. So you're saying it's an easy win for, for us? It should be. Us. It should be, right? <laughs> and then it's I, followed by the I, Sixers. I, I did not stutter. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is what is he talking about? Like, <laughs> the one winnable game they have here is against the Pistons. And then they play the Knicks, who ideally, should. I think, should be winning that game. Followed by a super, super tough game for them. Unwinnable almost against the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> And then it, and then they have the Celtics again. It doesn't end there. Like okay, they have a Wizards game after that. <laughs> the Clippers, if they have Kawhi and Paul George, that's a tough game again. And then they play the Suns again. And then it's the Sixers. Sorry, it's the Bulls and the Sixers. So it's not like it ends for them. Realistically, so, though, I could I could see them actually beating any of these teams besides the Celtics. I don't think they can beat the, well, the Warriors. Knicks. I don't think they can beat the Knicks. I think they can beat the Knicks. The I don't think they you, will. Like, I'm not going to confidently say that. I think they have a chance. Yes, I do think they have a chance. Uh, see, I'm I'm a bit pessimistic considering uh, how that four-game span went. But if they're able to build momentum from the Jazz win, yeah, they might be able yeah. to have a, like put up a fight at least. I don't even know if they'll be able to pick up momentum from the Jazz win, though. Because they have the Warriors next, which... I'm not liking their chances. And then they have the Sixers next. Yeah. Which if Harden and Embiid are playing, they're not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that's why I feel they that four-game cushion that you talked about, it might not be a thing by the time KD is back. So once again, I think that's going to put a lot of pressure on KD. But I don't think that guy cares. He's just too good to be taking in any pressure. I'm, no, I'm Katie, astounded. always handled pressure pretty well. Yeah, I'm astounded honest. by how he's playing right now. Mm. 
Yeah. It's crazy to think this guy is having his probably his best, best year, year ever. Yeah. Yep. Which so, is crazy. Yeah. It's it's also crazy to me how he became a better player after he tore his Achilles. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's it, it's still wild to think about, right? Like people Like people actually forget that that even happened. Yeah. Nowadays. Which honest honestly fair. Like I don't blame you if you forgot. <laughs> but the fact that he tore his Achilles and came back not even came back not even as good but stronger than what he was before, like it's it's unreal. And I never thought I'd see him back in an MVP conversation because of that injury. But here he is. Like if had he stayed healthy, he's like top three in the MVP race right now. Yeah. Top yeah. three, top four. Yeah, you made a, you made a lot of good points there. I think I think Kyrie's just gonna go full on two thousand six Kobe mode. How dare you I compare mean, man, him to? So. Bro, he's just gonna take all the shots. Yeah, like, that's the thing. It's it's not even a bad comparison. He had, had, had twenty nine attempts. The next guy had nine. <laughs> he's gonna take everything. You you know what? He wouldn't have to if they had an all star on that team. Oh wait. <laughs> Oh wait! Oh, wait! They yeah, but that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's yeah. The the Ben Simmons thing is so bad, man. Yeah, well, can we can we talk about Ben Simmons a little bit? Yeah, let let's start with the with the quote that Coach Jack Vaughn had on Ben Simmons. He was he was absolutely blunt here. He said, "We need him to be productive, and that is without the fouls." At that time. Ben Simmons had more fouls than field goals made. That's how passive he's been on offense, especially this year. And that's also how, I don't want to say careless, but he has been a bit, he has looked rusty since coming back, especially on the defensive end. Is that's what, that's what I'll say. I won't say he's washed or anything. He just looks rusty. No, out there. I don't think he's washed. Yeah. We've been talking about this basically all year since we've seen Simmons been playing. We were saying how much, like, how passive he was because, like, that still remained true. He's still always in foul trouble. Like, there's a span early in the season where he just kept getting ejected. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what happened yeah. in the Suns game again. And it happened again. Like, it's, I mean, it's obviously been better lately, but again, it, it just happened in the last game. So obviously he needs to be better there, and not. But I guess overall he has definitely improved. Like he's still part of the reason why the Nets were so good. Like during that big run they had, during that long ass winning streak yeah. that they had, and he still provides great defense. That's like the one thing we can't take away from him. Him and Claxton and KD were all providing you so much on defense, and that's why the Nets were actually a good defensive team. Yeah, for that span. I'm just I'm just honestly shocked at how bad he has fallen offensively. Like, yeah. The confidence yeah. is absolutely not there. I think I think that, that series against the Hawks absolutely destroyed his it, mental. It definitely did. Like it's hard to come back from that. Yeah, I mean like as you mentioned, yeah, he's he's he has one twenty fouls compared to one hundred sixteen free goals made so far this season. <laughs> And he's just been so passive. How how do you go down from 
being like a solid 15 point scorer to just averaging seven points yeah shooting like, just six attempts a game. yeah and i, I kind of missed like his random 20 point scoring on yeah, first he, like with 20 point triple doubles just, just the, the aggressive aggressive that he had early on in his career just isn't there anymore. yeah he's not even looking at the rim at, at most times because like, he's not thinking about it he's yeah. not looking to score yeah he's not looking yeah. to score and like you mentioned that Hawks series, I think that would have been mentally tough for anyone. But throughout his career, I think Simmons has shown he's not the most toughest mentally because all the criticism he's received before, it's not like he ever implemented or did anything about it. He He's just, that's what I, that's how it came up, uh, came across for me. And that's why it was worse for him when all of that happened. He's attempting less shots, half the, of the shots he was in his rookie season. In his rookie season, he took 12 attempts per game. He's at six right now. Yeah. And he ha- I mean, on paper, he has six assists. But when you actually look at the assists, it's it's those handoffs. Yeah, this yeah. is three. That, that's, not, that's not like the kind of playmaker he was before. Like before, he would find you. He would, he would create right now. It just seems like He's getting away with the, like you said, the the Steph Curry assist, <laughs> and he's also averaging like two turnovers a game. Yeah, like along with those six assists. Yeah, how do you Which how do you turn problem. over the ball when you're just giving handoffs, bro? It's two and a half turnovers per game on handoffs. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I mean, but hey, I mean to be fair, like another reason why he doesn't take as many shots is because he has guys like. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, T.J. Warren, you know, shooters like Seth Curry and Joe Harris on your team. Like, he doesn't have the responsibility of taking the shots. But now that KD is injured, I think, obviously, we should have seen him pick that up, take more shots, be more aggressive, but he hasn't been doing that. Yeah, that that's exactly my point, right? Like, yeah. I, I agree. When you have two of the best scorers in the game, you don't need to be racking up shots like you were before, obviously. Yeah. But... The and, output aside, yeah. outside of that, outside of the scoring is so ma- minimal. It's, it's mid. <laughs> and even his free throw shooting, yeah. right? That I, I completely missed that. He's shooting 43% from the free throw that line. That is atrocious. Those are, wow. those are Steven Adams numbers, if Yo, not worse. This, this guy at 26 years old is already in his dream on green here. <laughs> No, man. Quote that on my. He's good at putting up triple singles. I would, I would take, I would take <laughs> the washed Draymond there is right now over this. Am I, am I crazy for no, saying no, that? You're not. No. He's even, not, even he's with not, he's not washed, but like if you put Draymond with he's not KD and Kyrie, <laughs> and the rest of this Nets team, I think that's even better. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're already good with Simmons and. I guess you could say Simmons has a slight edge over Draymond defensively right now. Mm. But, like, overall, Draymond's still going to contribute more than Ben Simmons does no, I right disagree now. with that. You said Simmons has a slight edge over Green? Right now. Defensively? Yeah. Defensively? Right now. No, you don't You don't, You don't. don't watch Warriors basketball. <laughs> Bro, that guy is the heart and soul of Warriors defense. I mean, Draymond I know that. Yeah. But Simmons also has such a big part in the Nets defense. It's literally him and Claxton entering defense. Okay. But you I know what? Want, I don't want. I don't want to mess But <laughs> like you, you mentioned Claxton. So what Claxton is doing is what, or well, at least that's what I thought he'd be doing, 
in like back in the off season right that's what i thought he'd be he'd be the heart and soul of the nets defense that that's what i was expecting but it's not the case but lucky for brooklyn shout out nick claxton man he's he the other Tell day he got claxton. some hate for saying he should be DPOI yeah, or something well, like that. I don't that. see a problem with that because he absolutely deserves yeah, to be in listen, the conversation. Exactly. The guy averages almost three blocks a game. Talk your shit, man. And that's the thing. Like, Nick Claxton throughout his career so far, we've, like, we know he's had the, this defensive potential, but he just never really developed it until this year. Yeah. This is the year where he's finally breaking out into that defensive player that yeah. we all kind of wanted him to be, that yeah. we all expected him to be. Every so, every team with like offensive weapons like KD and Kyrie, they need like an anchor, and Nick Claxton's doing that. Yeah, amazing. And yeah. this is why the Nets are so good. They have the generational offensive talents in Durant, Kyrie. They have shooters. They even have like a legit scorer who can just go off for at any time. And TJ Warren off the bench. And you have Simmons. You have Claxton and you have Kevin Durant playing defense at such a high level this year. That's a great team. And and you have Utah Watanabe. And you have a sniper. You have the a, best three-point yeah. shooter in the league. Like yeah. the Nets have snipers. Listen, Im- imagine, imagine if the Raptors had a guy like him. I'm sorry, Raptors fans. My bad for bringing up that garbage team. What do you mean Warriors? No, Raptors, Raptors sorry. Did I say Warriors? Yeah. My bad. No, no, no I, I just want to say, though, like, let's not forget, Nick, Cla- Nick Claxton is just 23 years old. Yeah. yeah. So, I guess, like, maybe we, we expected him to make that jump as soon as, like, Katie and Kyrie went to the Nets. Mm-hmm. But, obviously, he, he's going to need time to develop as a center. And now we're seeing him, you know, finally round into form as that defensive anchor for them. Yeah. Yeah, he's only twenty three. He's he's gonna keep growing. Yeah, and yeah. again, center is the toughest position to learn in the league. Yeah. So, and especially when you're thrown onto a team that's expected to be a championship team, right? Mm, yeah. There's so a lot much of pressure, pressure, man. Like, and he's boy, he's living up to it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Shout out Nick Claxton. Shout out he's, Nick Claxton. He's been phenomenal this year. Yeah. Yeah. So. They are now the fourth seed. They were second at a time at one period. They're one game behind first seed. One game. Maybe listen. Maybe when KD comes back, I think they still have a chance to come back because that man is insane. Yeah. But okay, let's let's move on to another great team that's outdoing all kinds of expectations. The Beam Team, the Sacramento Kings. The third seed in the Western Conference, a whole game ahead of the fourth seed right now, twenty six and eighteen record. Did any of us see this coming? Did you? I, I mean, I didn't Not see this coming. Yeah, I thought they'd be solid. <laughs> I didn't think they'd be like this good. Yeah. Listen, and the whole yeah. light the beam light <laughs> is it's the most viral thing, the most exciting thing in the NBA this season. <laughs> It honestly is. Yeah, it's so funny that the, the the game they announced it, immediately they lost and the memes came up, obviously. But after that, they went yeah. on a winning streak and now they are a legit playoff team in the West. Yeah, I, I, never, th- I never thought I'd be living in a time where the Kings are a good team. <laughs> because all my life, 
since I was born and since I started watching basketball, I mean, they have never been a good team. And now they're fine. This is finally it. I'm having fun watching Kings basketball. That's the important part. I'm having fun watching Kings basketball. Yeah, I think Kings like, are... I never would have thought. They're definitely the the best team to watch as a neutral, especially. Like, mm. yeah. if... I think if there's one team that every everybody in the league is rooting for, it's the Kings. Yeah. And yeah. I'm glad we are in a time where we can be saying this. Oof, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I, I, I live in the time. So, uh, oh, yeah, you. Are, that's that's yeah, definitely. I started with, my, with the Kings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> the Mike Kings. Yeah, the, the Kansas City Kings, right? The Kansas City Royals. That's when you started. Stop. No, but okay. I like. Yeah. I, I think all of us expected them to at least be a playoff team. Yeah. Yep. But what they are doing right now is is insane. Like the the jump taken by Fox is obviously admirable, but I think Sabonis absolutely taking over the team is why they are so good right now. I'm I'm so glad the the coaching change happened for them because he's allowing Sabonis now to run the offense and he's averaging a triple double for like the last week or two now it's Sabonis, his team man. yeah it's his team and fox takes over in the clutch i th- i think that's like the best thing you could ask for as a coach you have a guy who can run your offense and then you have another guy who's not tired of that tired of running your offense and has enough to take it take over in the clutch Fox has the most points in the clutch right now, uh, or if or I think he's just behind LeBron. I think, but yeah, I'm I, I cannot believe. <laughs> I think this duo is just really special. Yeah, like yeah. their play styles just complement each other so well, and that's why this team is so successful. Like that's the main reason this team is so successful. Yeah, and then you have other pieces. You have you know they drafted Keegan Murray, <laughs> and obviously I want to talk about Keegan Murray. He's been. He's been lights out as a shooter. Like how? How can you check his three point percentages right now? He's shooting. He's shooting about forty percent. Right? Yeah, almost forty one percent on six attempts. That is ridiculous. He's as, one a of the best, as a rookie, as a rookie, like he knows his role. He doesn't try to do too much. Obviously, he can do too much. He has very good players on his team, but his as playing in his role, it's he's doing so well. Yeah, you know, you know who's also having an insane month right now. Yeah. Kings. Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes. Oh <laughs> that guy is averaging 21 points per game in the month of January. Hey, shout out to my Insane. best friend. Shooting 49% from three. <laughs> Bro, what, what happened to that? Black Falcon is back. I, I was so <laughs> mad watching him go off because I dropped him in fantasy. But <laughs> I, I'm happy for him though. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for the team. He's he's my NBA best friend. For those of you you don't know, I will keep repeating this. Not this story. <laughs> I I met him <laughs> when he came to India for the basket for the Pacers Kings game in 2019, and since then he took he took a picture with me as well. So he's my best cute. friend. Cute. And so cute. I'm rooting for the for the. NBA champion, soon to be two-time NBA champion. What do you mean soon to be? What are we talking about? Here? <laughs> Relax, pause with that. No, okay, but I didn't know he was gonna go to the Thunder next year. <laughs> That's crazy. No, so it, it, 
you're you're right though it's not like it's just those two who are going off for the kings it's yeah. it's guys like Harrison Barnes Keegan Murray you got shout Kevin, out Kevin Hurter bro shout out Kevin Hurter man yo that guy is sniper the, absolute sniper sniper so and he's also so snipers. good on defense mm-hmm. he's so good on defense too the kings front office has been a joke for a while like over a decade but this off season they've made so many good decisions drafting Keegan Murray it looks simple to draft a guy who can be the best wing possible for your team but the kings are known to make easy draft decisions look hard but yeah they finally they finally they, did they finally made and a good decision i'm pretty decision. sure there's another stat keegan murray is on pace to have the most threes ever in a rookie season he is yeah i think donovan mitchell has the record but he's like halfway through the season he's on pace to overcome that yeah i mean if you if you're averaging Six attempts yeah. and making forty one percent. Absolutely, You're definitely on pace. Yeah, and no, okay, not just Kevin Herter. They also got Malik Monk, who had a great season for the Lakers, and everybody expected him to get a bag from like a trash team, like maybe the Hornets again. But he he made a he made the right decision. He chose a good project, a good young project, and now they're third seed, and yeah. he's a good contributor off the bench for them. Yep. And Especially at the start of the season. Yeah. Monk was going crazy. One of the surprising parts of this team is how Trey Lyles is once again <laughs> suddenly an NBA player. <laughs> he's an NBA player again. Dude, I and, he's, was, and he's producing. Like, <laughs> listen, that's, another, that's another part. <laughs> I, I have him on my fantasy team. I know. Right I saw you picking him I, up. I was I I, I, am I saw shocked. you picking him up because I was playing you last week and I was gonna pick him up. <laughs> I was debating picking up Trey Lyles the same day, <laughs> and then he picked him up before I could. Shout out to the guy! Shout out to the Saskatchewan native man. I didn't know he was part of the Kings last year too. He was he was playing. Yeah, you, you just didn't know where he was like yeah. the past uh, what five years. Oh, exactly. The last time I remember him was when he used to play for the Spurs or and like the Nuggets. Yeah, That's when exactly. I remember him being No, the last time I remember was him being in Spurs jersey. That's it. I don't remember him as a Nugget in so long cuz I was like what year? That was like in 2018, yeah. 2019. <laughs> you got to stop at the that. Print. <laughs> See, yeah, I, that's I, where you get really I, irrelevant. I, I, I could never tell you he ever played for Detroit. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, that that timeline doesn't exist in my books. I think I think we have to <laughs> shout out Mike Brown once again. Yo, he yeah. he set the culture for the team. It all starts with him. Like you saw the viral clip he had with Terrence Davis. Did you guys see that? Uh, like the the viral clip where you know Terrence Davis made like a, a mistake defensively, like mm-hmm. he wasn't able to rotate. Then he he coached he he, th- he told uh, Terrence Davis that where he should be mm-hmm. on the defensive set. Then like he 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 just demonstrated where Terrence Davis should be from the sidelines. No, like he went on the court. Mike oh, Brown okay. went on the court. He told Terrence Davis, "You should come up to this so that he won't get an easy dunk." Because I think. Forgot who got an easy dunk. Mm-hmm. It was Aiton. Yeah. Okay. And the next, like maybe a few plays after that, Davis made the play. Uh, he got the charge call on Aiton. So that that's that's the yeah. kind of culture that you see building in this mm-hmm. Kings team. Like, Very true. You're he's getting he's making his team listen to him, and 
props also to the guys for you know being coachable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's... I mean, they have a serious coach now. The guy's been the head coach for Kobe and LeBron before. So he's very well respected. Yeah, he's like, he just won the NBA title. So he he comes yeah. in with a big resume, like an an impressive resume, and like you said, shout out to the guys for actually. Stepping up, listening to the coach, and it's happening for them. Yeah. What are the odds of him winning coach of the year? Let Let's check. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, what What do you think? Should he Should he be a candidate? Or I mean, yeah. Or is Joe Mazzula on his way to do it? Biggest insider. I mean, Joe Mazzula is probably gonna win it, but I'm not like I'm not gonna count out. The, the Kings because you know that's the surprise coach of the year candidate yeah, that nobody really expected there are a lot of candidates and if the Kings keep it up like because they're the third seed right now in the West I could see him winning it too I think I think Mike Brown's gonna rise because right now on, he could uh, definitely overtake Joe Mazzola okay. covers.com he's like mm-hmm. sixth in odds on to win coach of the year behind Willie Green I think he's overtaking sixth yeah I think he's overtaking Willie Green Okay, in my opinion, I think he should yeah. be first because, like you said, the Celtics, the roster was the exact same. Sorry, they got better, and they were they hand, just better. handed off. With they, it was a NBA Finals team that was handed off, and it got better. So I don't think Joe Mazzulla had to do a lot. Of course, he should be still like a top three coach uh, in the. In the I mean, it's because he already knew he was already familiar with the Celtics organization. He was yeah. already familiar with how Udoka ran things last year, so he just transferred that to this year. And now that he has the keys to the team as the head coach, he's just doing what basically Udoka did last year, and that's really it. Yeah, exactly. And like for and still credits to him for that for the Celtics being so good this year. <laughs> yeah, like, but yeah, I do agree that you know Mike has a very good chance this year as well because you know the Kings were not supposed to be here. Yeah. In the in the West, the Nuggets and the Grizzlies have the best records, and those teams were expected to be there. Like we were adamant that the Nuggets were an S tier team, me and Mike especially, and that's what they're doing right now. I don't think it's surprising that they're there, but it is hella surprising that the Kings are just behind those two teams. Yeah, and I think that jump. Yeah. Is why Mike Brown should win if this if the standings stay like this. That mm-hmm. is, if they fall maybe to like the sixth seed or something, then I won't be surprised if he doesn't get it, and he shouldn't. But if they stay third seed, it'd be a crime to not give it to him. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Actually, okay. yeah, he actually has to have a better case. I exactly. I, I don't think he's sixth. That's too low. <laughs> Yeah, that's he should definitely be a lot higher. I think he's he has to be top three at the very least. I I'll I'll be fighting if he's there. actually you know what if, if if they're the sixth seed why not give it to him like he he he's the coach that pretty much resurrected this franchise. See, I'm I'm not saying he won't deserve it. I just feel he has a weaker case. It's it's easier for him to win as a third seed. That's what that's yeah that's true. the yeah. obvious part. Yeah. I know I'm not. Put giving you analysis here, but I just feel like he'll be a more popular choice. I want you to give me analysis. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> he asked me for it. Okay. Now that we've talked about the best team in California, let's talk about the most disappointing team in California. There's two disappointing the teams Warriors? in California. 
the thirteenth seed Lakers, who actually beat the Grizzlies juggernaut in their last game. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> yeah, shocking indeed. But they're they're not that bad though. They're like they're two games off the off the six seed Warriors. Two games. That's it. Yeah. So that's just that really just shows how close this Western Conference is. Yeah. And like the playoff spots, like who's gonna be at which spot, it's still all up in the air. So do you guys think that the Lakers will continue? As they are right now, or will LeBron, who's been on a tear since his 38th birthday, <laughs> will put more pressure on the front office to actually make a move before the trade deadline? I think they have to. They, they have, have to. Make to. They, they can't just do nothing. <laughs> yeah, they. they, just, they I mean, they're, they're within, as you mentioned, they're within striking distance right now. Yeah. They yeah. should go for it. Like, it's two games back. If they have the chance, you you have to do it. I mean, they, like, they I don't can, really they, they can go on a mini run and they're right in the thick of things. Yep. Especially if they're going to get Anthony Davis back. You know. They have Anthony Davis back. Let's say he comes back at a good level, plays great defense as he would. LeBron still continues to play at this elite, like, way in this elite play that he's playing right now at 38 years old. You have Russ playing great off the bench. Honestly, you also have Reeves. You have Lonnie Walker having a great offensive season. They're out. What, right yeah, both of whom yeah. are out right now. There's so three of those guys that I just mentioned are out right now, and they still managed to beat the Grizzlies. I mean, there's a lot of factors that went into that, and they've obviously. been they've been in this game these games. Yeah, right. Like these despite losing games. a lot of these games, they've also been very close. Yeah, the, yeah. they the, honestly should have won against what the the Kings was a winnable game they were up in that game they lost by yeah. five the Sixers they lost by one <laughs> they should have won that game they should have won Sixers. that game the, the Mavs, Mavs as well they, they choked yeah they, they lost won that game they lost in overtime man and <laughs> listen it was the Lakers choke Luca did that shot but it was the Lakers game to lose and they did. But it I think, yeah, I think at this point, <laughs> after all the cryptic signs, or sometimes he's just been blunt about it too. Like LeBron's been vocal that the team needs to make moves, and if if they don't do it, I don't know who's gonna be who who want, who would want to continue for a team like this. Like I know he's contracted to the team right now but after he's gone I think the team's toast if it's just Genie Bus and Rob Pelinka running things yeah I just, I just yeah. fear that LeBron is if the, this keeps on going and the Lakers just don't make him I feel like he's just gonna completely check out like in the middle of the season I mean that's what we kind of thought LeBron already did at the start of the season that's what happened last year right yeah yeah. I mean, LeBron well, just looked like, so he, checked he, out he's just gonna he's just gonna Coast through that uh, scoring record. Yeah. Then yeah. if the Lakers are still losing the way they are, just you know. Yeah. Then he has no incentive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think it, as he he's been vocal about it too. He, he doesn't care that much about the scoring record. Like he he wants the team to be a lot better, obviously. And I mean, at the same time, he also knows he's gonna pass the scoring record. Yeah, and he, he, I I think he just has to make, you know, pressure. On the front office to make them. 
Which, I, yeah, he's he's got. He to. has to make. He, he shouldn't even have to. Like the front office should already know. Like right now, yeah. they have to do it. They have to do something. Yeah, I I I get the hesitation because they've traded up everything else for the AD trade, but it's not like you you still ha- it's a pick swap. Like you still have those picks left so even if it's going to be a late pick you'll still have your draft picks it's not like you're absolutely barren here so putting in those couple of picks maybe at least one to get in some much needed depth for a team that has potential why won't you do it because you have like you literally saw lebron winning the title two years ago when you gave him a good team so when you know he has, he still has it. He has guys like Russ and AD who can also take over a game at any point. And then you have like offensive guys like Austin Reeves and Lonnie Walker. Thomas Bryant too on his day is William a weapon. Gable. Yeah, Gable is kind of pretty, pretty he's, solid he's when he has to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like exactly, you have all these <laughs> solid guys. You know that you are just a piece or two from being a serious playoff team. Give the keys to LeBron. Well, that wasn't the case when he when he gave the keys to trade for Russ. <laughs> gave the keys. That's, to okay, that's true. I, I will. I will take that statement back. Just give give the picks to the Pistons front office or the Pacers front office, the Magic front office. They're they're eager they're more than eager to take those picks take back some role players give lebron a solid team what's the package though well, yeah cook, cook up a package cook right now package. no wait this is real quick, real quick this is what i remember what kai said this uh <laughs> shout out kai a month <laughs> back or something when they should it's it's the same terrence uh sorry terrence ross yeah terrence ross gary harris for Pat Bev, none, and I think I think that was just seconds. Oh yeah, the yeah. second round of because it's not like Terrence Ross is, is the getting, salary gonna work though. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So <laughs> put in the trade machine right now. <laughs> Listen, this is what Kai pitched for Sportsnet. I'm pretty sure. So it has to be matching. No, we're not, yeah, we're, not, we're not gonna go. Yeah. Check, like, but anyway, like it, it, it's a <laughs> it's a on, it's a small trade, but you get two guys who can score and you get a guy who's a great wing defender even if he's a bit undersized Gary Harris is still one of the better wing defenders in the league so why not go for him yeah I like that but otherwise I I don't have any hopes from this team at best they finish 10th and then (laughs) bounce out like they did the crazy part is the Lakers won't lose the Lakers won't lose a thing. You gotta, you gotta trade uh, Lonnie Walker too. Why? Does he make sense salary wise? Salary wise, apparently this one. Yeah, you gotta. Yes, the trade. There's no way they're giving a Lonnie no, Walker. Lonnie for T. Ross near here. I don't think. Who you? Who you trading? I I don't know. Maybe maybe take off. Want the Scott, Want the Anderson, and the guy who can never knock down corner threes, Troy Brown Jr. Every time, every time they pass it to him on the corner, it's always a, it's always a climb. 
Okay, you you can't trade away four players to get back to when your when your team is has negative depth. No, well, that's yeah. how you just you make the salary. I don't even think the Magic would do that. Yeah. For Pat Bev, well, Troy Brown, Juan Toscano, <laughs> Kendrick Nunn. Hey, Kendrick no. Nunn is an exciting point guard. Okay. Juan Toscano Anderson. Yeah, Kendrick Nunn's been exciting yeah. all year. And Patrick Beverly can He's lead a, your team to the playing championship. Facts. So no sleep on these I guys. I think these are solid players that any front office would love to have on their team, <laughs> along with those sweet picks. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think they should trade for? The the Lakers. Yeah, that's tough. Don't put me on the spot. Yeah, I haven't, we haven't thought <laughs> I, about I, this. I, I don't. I'm, I don't pay attention to the Lakers that much <laughs> for me to cook up a deal for me. <laughs> That's fine. That's what fine. James Wiseman? No, I don't think Lakers. The, the next KG. There, there are talks that LeBron's going to the Warriors next year. You know that's not happening, right? Because he's literally on contract. Oh, he's on the books for the Lakers. He Lakers, cannot. Um, Lakers should trade for Okongwu. Listen, if they could, they would. <laughs> I don't think the Hawks want to give up a call. Listen, this is this is just about maybe if they <laughs> maybe if they give them Wen Yin, I think then they'll accept a Kongu for Wen Yin Gabriel. Who says Who no? Who says no? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, a Kongu off the bench for the Lakers would be fantastic. You know who's going to be in LA next year? Yeah, Jordan Poole for LeBron. Yeah, because the salaries match. Yo, the salaries are gonna match. Add Wiseman, the salaries are gonna match. <laughs> Bro, Maddie's in LA. He's gonna be MVP next year. No, but isn't LeBron at like forty-five or something? Yeah, Jordan Poole's one forty. That's on the one forty contract. Is it? Jeez. What about Gary Trent to the Lakers? Oh, oh. <laughs> Listen, I would call. That would be an call, amazing. Call Kai right now. What does he think about it? <laughs> <laughs> the the former positionless podcast member, the retired member, the excommunicated member. So we're we're putting up the trade machine right now. Gary Trent. The the package. Throw, right? throw in someone like Otto Porter. What the hell? No, I, Otto Porter's not gonna be there. Yeah, he's ruled out for the season. He's out for the season. Oh, true. So it's Patrick Beverly and Kendrick Nunn. Future Toronto Raptors. <laughs> Wow. Patrick Beverly <laughs> as a Raptor. <laughs> it works, man. It works salary wise. Yeah. Bevan Nunn for Gary Trent. Who says no? Definitely the Raptors. <laughs> I, I don't think the Lakers have anything to offer for a team like the Raptors. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Maybe when you That's it. Yo, Wendell Gabriel has Raptors DNA written. <laughs> okay, Mike just put Fred Van Vliet for Pat Beth, Kendrick Nunn, and AR-15. I don't even know how that matches. You're a war, you're a war criminal. It's, it's, it matches. It's 19 million for 21 million. Wow. That matches. That I, I, I don't think the, I don't think the Lakers That's, want another undersized guard. Who's yeah, washed? Is shot he's, actually, he's actually washed. Yeah. Yo, he's beyond washed. He has those occasional good games, but I'm, so, I'm sorry for cooking this up. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> hey, I, I'm I'm glad to see you apologizing. I'm glad to see you 
taking action for it. Accountability, the... yeah. Yes. I don't we, even think we, Fred we, is washed though. Like, come on. He's just not him. I yeah. It, it, <laughs> sure, you know, it, sure. it sucks because he's entering a contract year. Mm. He already rejected a long term deal in order to get a bigger pay uh but I don't know how that's going to work out. I feel him. like yeah. he's still going to get a massive contract. Listen, I, I like Fred. I think he still has a lot in the bag. Um, I just don't think the Raptors are the right team for him. Because obviously, like fit-wise, he just doesn't make sense with the Raptors. I don't think, I don't think Fred's like... Are we, are we moving on to the Raptors now? <laughs> I guess so. I don't think Fred's cut for like a lead guard role. Yeah. No, he is. He's good as a like a scorer, as yeah. a third, like a third option. option yeah, scorer. Third option. He's he, great he as a third. As he a third can't option. be like the lead facilitator yeah. of a team. Like he. That's why he thrived during that, uh, that season with Kyle Lowry when he and Lowry started. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that, I believe that was one yeah. of the better seasons. And you know, Lowry, he, he's Kawhi, gonna, he's pair him up. Lowry, with, Kawhi, Siakam, and Fred was the next option. Yeah, pair him up, and then, Fred, all Fred had to do was score. Which yeah, is yeah. what he's good at. And, and he cooked stuff. He cooked stuff in the finals. No, he did not. Come on. Relax <laughs> with that. No, I, I, what I was saying is that the, the following season when, mm-hmm. when Kawhi left. Oh, that's that's true. Yeah, yeah. He, he had one of his better years. Right there. Yeah. But he was an all-star. Yeah. I don't, he wasn't. No, he, oh, no, that was the year after. Was, that was the year, was the year after. after. Yeah, but what I was saying, uh, I think he, he put him somewhere in Dallas. He's going to thrive there. Playing alongside Luca, he's gonna thrive there. Well, he's definitely gonna give you a lot more than a guy like Dorian Finney-Smith is gonna give you. That's for sure. Hey, don't disrespect him. Okay? I'm he disrespecting. Was, Dorian he was Finney such Smith. a good wing defender for them last year. This season, like he's been injured here and there. He's yeah, that's he's, why he's, he's looked a bit streaky. But he was he had actual shouts for being an all-defense second-team guy last year. Yeah, so I still think DFS can. I just, better. I just think he, you know, picks it up offensively. But yeah, instead I of so. instead of Dinwiddie, if they had like a guy like Freddie, I think that that definitely be amazing. Yeah, Dinwiddie is pretty solid too. For uh, Mike is <laughs> cooking up a Mavs Raptors trade as we speak. Fred and Tim you Hardaway Jr. Trade away Tim Hardaway. I don't think you you got to trade away Dinwiddie for it. So keep Dinwiddie as well. That's yeah. He's just a great spark off the bench, better yes. spark off the bench than than, than Hardaway. One of Hardaway. one of ten in the last game, Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Raptors Where was this against him. me? <laughs> Where was this against me in fantasy? Yeah, Hard Tim Hardaway was cooking. We were putting up random <laughs> trade machines. Right now. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I, okay. We've we've let's. I think this is a good time to stop because we've talked enough about these trash teams. <laughs> It's a good way to end. We are not used to talking this much because we usually have the ever talkative Kai Gamage, who's <laughs> not Kai catching more trades. <laughs> who's unfortunately not part of the positionless podcast anymore because he's just too busy. So watch him be on next. Week. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I I we miss see, you, Kai. I secretly hope so too. <laughs> We need you, Kai. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so that's all we've got for this episode of the Positionless Podcast. 
hopefully we'll be a bit more regular now that we have the setup sorted out shout out kela pantas for that thank you kela uh signing off for mike cruz diego san agustin and this is your host aaron matthew aaron 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 peace <laughs> <laughs> Not me getting posted. <laughs>